Well, my friends, this is it. The most powerful wishing machine in the world. It is the ultimate. The fastest manifesting machine ever created. It was designed by me, Joshua P. Warren, and Dr. Mulder, and each one is personally handcrafted by Dr. Mulder. Our work is done. It is easy to use as one, two, three. Our masterpiece is called The Apex Machine. You're welcome. Now, I have been studying wishing machines since I was a teenager, and Dr. Mulder and I have been working together on the wishing machine project for well over 10 years. And we have taken everything that we've learned, not just from our own experiments, but also feedback from people all over the world and and condensed it into this ultimate one-of-a-kind machine that is exclusively available through theapexmachine.com. And I I want to tell you right now, I'm just going to kick back, relax. I just poured a beverage. I want to tell you how this was created and uh, how I think it works and what has happened to me so far since I received the first one off the line less than one week ago. Yes, it's that fresh. It's that new. That's why I'm so excited to be able to (laughs) report this to you right now. Um, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you already know enough about who who I am and who Dr. Mulder is that you have a a basic understanding of what wishing machines and, you know, radionic devices are. If not, go to wishingmachineproject.com and there's a lot of educational content there that's free. There, there's an FAQ you can read. There are tons of videos. You can learn all about wishing machines at wishingmachineproject.com. And also, there, there should be a link there to this new device, the Apex Machine. But if you want to go just directly to the Apex Machine, the creme de la creme, go to theapexmachine.com. Now, granted, <laughs> uh, the Apex Machine is not cheap. So if you're on a budget, there are more affordable units at wishingmachineproject.com that you can look at if you just want to dip your toe in the water and get started, okay? If you want to be a violinist, you don't have to go straight for the Stradivarius. But let me explain to you why that this machine exists, the Apex machine. And this, I don't even know how many are going to be made because we actually have some limited resources, but here we go. So after all these years, Dr. Mulder and I, we got on the telephone earlier this year, and we started talking about taking the best of the best and the most efficient and effective and powerful components of everything that we've worked with, not just wishing machines and and radionic boxes and, and psionics and psychotronics, but also other forms of manifestation, other kinds of tools, and and combining the best of all of them, what would that device look like? Well, I am holding that device in my hands right now. 
This is a wooden box. It's dark colored. And it is hefty. Um, it's hefty because it has the very best internal circuit. Okay, second to none. I haven't weighed this, but this is solid. It's 8 inches by 8 inches. Or... Uh, 20.32 centimeters by 20.32 centimeters. This box has 12 dials on it. And that is actually quite significant because the more dials you have on a radionic machine, um, the, the more specific you can get when it comes to uh, the, the frequency um, that you're shooting for. Okay. So it's kind of like, uh, I guess it's like processing power in a way. It's like, you're just narrowing it down more and more and more with each dial. And some machines only have one dial and they are meant to send out, you know, one powerful blast and they work great. Uh, most of the machines that we produced before have nine dials, but 12 seems to be the point where you go like, okay, we're kicking this up to another notch where it's, it's super powerful, but it's not like getting ridiculous at that point where it's unnecessary bulk. Okay. So 12 is 12 is like a good Rolls Royce number. Now on this, on this machine, Dr. Mulder was saying like, Josh, what do you think? the input should be like. And I thought for a minute, and I have been doing a lot of research over the past 20 years on organ energy. And I'm not going to get into what organ is right now. Um, I, I, I plan to do like a very extensive podcast on that uh, later this year sometime. But uh, I'm talking about, you know, Wilhelm Reich's work. And organ is basically a type of bioenergy. And there are these certain types of devices which are called organ accumulators. If you know anything about electricity, I kind of think of them as capacitors or condensers, but for bioenergy instead of electricity alone. So in other words, a capacitor or a condenser, it, it stores up electricity uh, almost like a battery to a critical point and then it discharges it. And, and an organ accumulator does the same thing, except it's not working at that level. It's working on a bioenergy level. So the input plate on this is literally an organ accumulator, which has multiple layers with multiple materials in it. And I discussed with Dr. Mulder what I thought would be the ideal type of plate. And he said, this is going to be a pain, but it's going to be worth it. So... The organ accumulator input plate is, is a big thing. And you'll see a picture, of course, and video footage if you go to theapexmachine.com. Now, it goes through this whole circuit, and, and you tune this device, and you use it just like any other wishing machine, okay? You put what you want on the input plate. You go through the tuning process as normal. But the output plate on this is like the stick plate is a mirror and it's it's common for a stick plate to be a piece of plastic or i've even seen stick plates that are metal but a mirror i i, I especially find intriguing because what does a mirror do 
It reflects things outward. It projects things outward. It has that natural tendency to create an outward flow. That's that's why mirrors are so profound and they are connected to so many paranormal phenomena and the idea of portals and what happens when you look in a mirror and you look into your eyes, who is looking back at you? I mean, all, all those deep questions, mirrors are great projectors and portals. And so the output plate, i.e. stick plate, is a mirror. Both the input plate and the output plate are round, by the way, for a much more balanced energy than what you get if you have a typical square input and output plate. But to give it an extra little, that input plate also has on top of it, excuse me, the output plate also has on top of it a genuine Herkimer diamond. A Herkimer diamond is a real quartz crystal that is naturally double terminated, meaning that it has a point at both ends and it was made that way by mother nature. Now here's why this is significant. A quartz crystal is what we call a transducer. So a transducer is something that is able to take one form of energy and turn it into another form of energy. When you apply pressure to a quartz crystal, it produces electricity. And when you apply electricity to a quartz crystal, it produces a vibration. That's called transduction. And this is the key component to all of our modern technology. Okay, it all relies on crystals. That's why we have Silicon Valley. Uh, some of you may remember the old crystal radios back in the day that you could use without a battery. You just had a little earpiece. You'd hook to a, a crystal of some kind, and you could hear radio stations because the crystal was able to take those signals and turn them into vibrations that you could hear with your ears. And so anytime you can pass an energy through a crystal, what happens is that crystal is vibrating at some level and transforming that impulse into a physical vibration that resonates in the physical world. Okay. So having a real Herkimer diamond on top of a mirror output plate is that's about as powerful as, as you can get in a, in a reasonable machine, like unless we're going to encrust this machine with diamonds and gold, and it's going to cost you, you know, $500,000. This is about as good as you're going to get. Trust me. I mean, that's a, it's amazing. Now you can, you can see already what I'm saying. It's made of wood, quality wood. It's hefty, very best internal circuit. It's got 12 dials that you can tune. Organ accumulator input plate, mirror output plate with a Herkimer diamond. And then we said, okay, got to have a great electrical power boost. So this is an electrical machine. It plugs into a regular outlet. When you turn it on, 
boom, you get a nice LED that lights up that shows you that what you've just done is finished and it is now receiving that boost. Now look, not all wishing machines have electrical boost. They don't all need it. Some of the machines that I use, uh, that I've been using for decades, do not use any electricity whatsoever. But Dr. Mulder and I have found in our experiments that if you add an electrical circuit to one of these wishing machines, it accelerates the process and it makes things happen faster. Uh, we're not exactly sure why. We presume there's some kind of a carrier wave that might be produced that helps to, to transmit whatever's happening. Uh, or, you know, it could just be that these machines are extensions of the human brain and the human brain is an electrical machine. And so it also requires electricity. All we know is once you tune this thing and you set everything up, well, you know, you, you just say, and here we go. So mode it be whatever your word is and then hit that switch and boom, the light comes on and that thing is now creating an earthquake across the universe. Uh, it also has two input jacks and two output jacks. Now, a lot of people, especially who are kind of new to radionics, they say, um, I don't get the whole like input output jack thing. Like, what is that? Well, it's actually super simple. Um, your input plate is where you represent something that you want to manifest. So that's where you would write something on a piece of paper or you would put a sample there or something like that. But there are times when people want to represent something that is bigger than the input plate. So like one example I use is like, let's say you want to be a major league, I don't know, like a football player or something like that. And like you want to be an NFL player and you have a football signed by one of your, uh, your favorite, per, uh, uh, favorite athletes. And you think like, this will be a great witness, like, like a great, sample or specimen for me to use to manifest what I want for me. Well, it's kind of hard to stick a football or even a baseball or something like that on top of that input plate. So what you might do instead is just get a simple cord that plugs into the input jack and connect that cord to something like a metal bowl that you can then put that football or that baseball or that soccer ball or whatever into. Now I'm using sports just because, you know, and I'm not even a big sports guy. I'm just using that as an example of like a big object that you might want to use as a sample um, or a witness that can go into your input. So you have two jacks there, two jacks. That's one is plenty, but to have two, like that's going overboard that you can use in order to put large specimens. Hell, you could even take one of those input jacks and take the cord and you could hook it to a piece of furniture. Let's say, uh, let, let, I don't know, maybe you're a paranormal investigator and you want to see if you can learn something about the history of an old trunk or an old chest or something like you could, you could hook the, uh, input cable from the device to an alligator clip that you clip onto that piece of furniture or, or that, you know, material, whatever you, 
You, maybe you got some UFO debris that you want to check out. Having two input plates is, is a big deal. And then having two output jacks is just the opposite of that. So if you're more advanced, you might want to do experiments where instead of just having the uh, output plate as your you know resonant force, maybe you want to hook it to an antenna of some kind and project it out to the universe. Or maybe you want to hook your output plate to a, a specific item that represents where you want to direct the energy okay so again these are more kind of little more advanced things that you can do if you're um experienced with this stuff or with radionics but uh it, it exists for you and then so like the last thing after i i got it i said you know what i want to make one final contribution to this i felt that it needed to have a metallic Metatron symbol as just that final finishing touch. And Metatron is often considered the king of the angels, the one that led the people from Pharaoh in the book of Exodus. Just, just get online and look up the history of, of, of Metatron, M-E-T-A-T-R-O-N, the king of the angels. And so uh, I have, over the years, I have used this Metatron symbol. It's like a Metatron sigil. And I've had profound luck with this symbol slash sigil before. And so I decided that it needed to be the final touch to use for this most powerful box. And that is the symbol that you will see, the metallics symbol there on the front of the box. Now, there's a lot more to the box than I've described, but I'm not going to tell you the, the secret, you know, herbs and spices. That's all you get to know. And that's all you need to know in order to use this and, and make it work for you. So that said, let me tell you, let me tell you what has happened to me so far, because I mean, <laughs> I consider this so mind boggling that, I mean, after this happened, I called up Dr. Mulder and I said, we have definitely done it like this. <laughs> this is the most powerful machine. Okay. So here's the first thing that happened for me. I received it and I sat down for a whole day and I was like you know I don't I don't even want to use this until I have a good reason to use it but I I, I need to know if it's going to work or not so I was in this kind of you know, like weird state of mind where I wanted to use it but I didn't want to use it flippantly and so I just kind of like just looked at it throughout the day and just kept it around me and then late at night before I was about to go to bed, I thought, okay, why don't I just do this? You know, everybody gets machines like this and they wish for some kind of huge thing. Like, oh, I want to hit the lotto. I want a million dollars. You know, I, I want to, uh, I want to wake up tomorrow and find out that I, I won a, an Academy award or I get a call from, you know, uh, Steven Spielberg or, you know, my, the most beautiful person in the world, 
knocks on my door and asks me out on a date or, you know, I get, uh, you know, miraculously cured and, and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Like you, people think of all these like amazing, profound things. And I said, let me just start with this. Just something weird that's kind of out of left field, that's just kind of random, that I'm not going to tell anybody about, that only I would um, would pick up on. And this just popped into my head, and I thought, okay, how about this? How about tomorrow? Because uh, I wasn't planning on going anywhere the next day. And I said, okay, how about this? Somehow, a clown will show up today. Meaning like when I wake up, because this is before I go to bed. So I'm, I was thinking, I'll put, on, I'll put on the machine, a clown will show up today. And I say that because I don't like clowns. I don't dislike clowns, but I just, you know, I have a neutral view kind of on clowns and I don't have any clowns in my house. Clowns are just not something that I come into contact with on a daily basis. And uh, it, that, that would just be something weird that I would notice, okay, that I would think about. Because you got, you, you know, you're going to notice a clown. That's one thing, whether you like them or not, you notice a clown. So I said, okay, fine. So I got the machine. I got a piece of paper. And I wrote on this little piece of paper, a clown will show up today. And I put this piece of paper on the input plate. I plugged in the machine. I tuned it took me probably about 10 or 15 seconds and then boom I hit the on switch the LED came on I was like there you go and I just left it I left it in my laboratory and I walked away and frankly I forgot about it because after that I I had a long day I was very tired I went to sleep and the next day I had to get up and do some interviews and stuff. So I was totally distracted. So I got up the next day, did my interviews, got some work done. And then, um, I, well, I was finally ready to, you know, chill out. So I went to my living room and kicked back and turned on the TV. And, uh, I have a lot of channels, you know, I, I pay for all the premium stuff and everything, but I, I, I don't, I don't remember ever having gone to channel 300 before because I don't know. I think like once you get to 300, maybe this just comes from my childhood going to friends houses. I think there's like, you know, a lot of like real questionable stuff over 300 at night's probably like, you know, some risque stuff or, Maybe during the day, there may be some sports or stuff and weird stuff that I don't care about. I mean, I don't usually go to 300. Usually I go to like 200 if I'm interested in seeing what movies are on them. But for some reason, and I may have actually screwed up, I I hit 300. And when I went to 300, instantly, my eyes lit up. And that is because there was this movie that had just started starring Robin Williams, and it was called Patch Adams. Now, I don't know if you have ever seen the movie Patch Adams, but this movie is very special to me because I am in that movie. Um, This movie came out in 1998, 
And back in those days, you know, I lived in Asheville, North Carolina, and there were a lot of movies being shot in the area, and I was learning about filmmaking. And uh, so if there was a big production in town, a lot of times I'd try to get a job, and frequently they would hire me as at least an extra. Sometimes I'd be a... Uh, um, I can't remember some kind of assistant. I can't remember, and and then and then you know other times I would be uh, like a featured extra, you know. And I got to meet a lot of celebrities and have some interesting experiences that way. And so I I was hired to be a featured extra, I guess a production assistant is what I was thinking of. Uh, I got I got hired to be a featured extra on this movie Patch Adams, and because of that, amazingly. I got to spend three days on a very small set with Robin Williams. And um, the director of that movie was Tom Shadyak. And I won't get into the whole story behind him right now, but he was a huge director back in the day uh, who had ended up having a dramatic personal experience. And now he's a big metaphysical guru. So that's interesting. But I got to spend three days uh, with Robin Williams and I made the most of it. Cause I'm that kind of guy, you know, where like he would have lunch with us and I would be like, I'm going to sit next to him. And, and, and I got to talk to him and got, got to know him, um, as well as you could under the circumstances. Cause he was a very friendly, affable guy. And there's actually this scene in the movie patch Adams where Robin Williams is walking down a hallway. It's supposed to be in Virginia, but it's actually in Asheville where they filmed this. And he's walking down a hallway and I am walking down the hallway behind him. So I'm on screen for like, I don't know, three or four seconds with Robin Williams. But, you know, that's <laughs> that, that to me, that's priceless. Right. So that movie means a lot to me. And I don't remember the last time I was flipping through the channels and it was on. And and the funny thing about this movie is, OK, the movie Patch Adams, it, it, it's it's a biopic and it's about this guy who was having mental problems and and he was fair, you know, he was, you know, well, anyway, I was going to say young guy, but he was actually kind of older than the average person who would go to medical school. But he ended up going to medical school and taking his own experiences and transferring those experiences into this new style of care in which he would go in and try to make people laugh and entertain them and bring their spirits up. And so that's why when you watch this biopic, uh, it, it ends up being, you know, like a feel good movie. You know, you see this guy transform into a person who had problems into somebody who ended up uh, helping other people because he found that laughter is the best medicine and he could make them laugh. So at this point, I'm, I'm watching this and I'm just thinking, oh, that's cool. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to be on TV here like in five minutes or 10 minutes. You know, I'll have my big my big three or four second scene with with Robin Williams here in a second. You know, I was going to be like, hey, Lauren, come look, I'm about to be on TV. And but as I was uh, waiting, I thought to myself, I wonder if Patch Adams like the real Patch Adams is still alive. So I went to Wikipedia and I'm actually going there right now. And um, 
I started reading here about the real Patch Adam. And yes, uh, Hunter Doherty Adams, Patch Adams, is still alive. He is 77 years old. And here's what it says. He is an American physician, comedian, social activist, clown, and author. He founded the Gesundheit Institute in 1971. Each year, he also organizes volunteers from around the world to travel to various countries where they dress as clowns to bring humor to orphans, patients, and other people. Honestly, I just wasn't even expecting that. And when I read that, uh, it was one of those moments where it was just, it was almost like, you know, the goosebumps and the ice water down the back kind of thing. And I go, holy, there's, there's my clown. Because even though I'd been in this movie in 1998, and I, and I, you know, vaguely remembered what it was about. I did not think of it as a clown movie. And yet, you know, 20 minutes later, here's Robin Williams on screen, putting on a clown nose and big shoes and hat and jumping around. And he's becoming this clown that's helping all these kids with cancer. And I'm thinking to myself, not only did my clown show up today, but the, the personal connection to me the personal meaning to me is 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 bringing up something you know from like 25 years ago that i'd really kind of forgotten about and and it just hit me so deeply i got my clown and it was like the best clown ever it remind and then all these memories of my day with with you know my three days with Robin Williams came back and and I was at at so at this point I said Lauren uh okay I, I just want to show you something and I showed her that Patch Adams was on and she goes okay yeah you just want to see yourself on TV and I was like yeah yeah okay and then. Uh, I had her read the Wikipedia thing and it's like clowns. She's like, yeah, yeah. And I go, now follow me. And so I had Lauren follow me into my lab and I had her go in first. I was like, walk in there and look at the apex machine. And she walks in and she looks down and she sees the paper that says a clown will show up today. And she looks at me and goes, whoa and then she takes out her cell phone and starts taking pictures of it <laughs> okay that was the first thing that happened when i turned this thing on and and these kinds of machines they work through synchronicity you can't tell them how to work you can say what you want to happen but you can't say how you want it to happen you just say here's what i want Leave some wiggle room for the universe and let the machine do what it does through synchronicity. All right. Since then, and again, we're talking less than a week. I have already manifested two more things almost immediately because that happened to me. That first uh, wish came true 
in, in less than 12 hours. Okay, less than 12 hours. Since then, I have already manifested two more things that are actually very personal and very meaningful. So I don't want to say exactly what they are. I could make something up, but honestly, these are personal things that I'd rather keep to myself. And as soon as this recording is done, well, I'm about to put this machine back in my lab and start manifesting something else. And very soon, uh, I am going to receive my second and third and fourth and fifth one. <laughs> and uh, that's the thing. You know, you can only use the machine for one thing at a time. So the more, the merrier. But look, I could just sit here and talk and talk and talk. And I think you can probably tell that I want to. That's how excited I am. But I hope that I am uh, helping you to understand the reality behind how amazed and impressed I am by this and how very proud I am that Dr. Mulder and I have created this ultimate machine that manifests with lightning speed, with great power. Um, it's a life changer as far as I'm concerned. So... The website is theapexmachine.com. Go there, watch, you know, watch the videos, read more about it. Um, and, and, and then, you know, even if you're not ready for this one, that's fine. Like I say, there are, there are lower cost machines that are in some ways, you know, even simpler to use to dip your toe in the water and all that and start learning. Just go to wishingmachineproject.com for that. But for those of you who are ready and you want the the best, okay, this this is it. Like I say, our work is done. This is what we've learned. This is what we have created. This is the masterpiece, the Apex Machine. So, Again, my name is Joshua P. Warren. I thank you for listening, and I hope you'll subscribe if you can, depending on how you're hearing this. Um, and also be sure to go to my personal website, joshuapwarren.com, and subscribe to my e-newsletter there, joshuapwarren.com. Subscribe to my free e-newsletter for other updates and stuff like that. But uh, I guess that's it for now. So. Till next time, may the force be with you.